Hello everyone and welcome back to It's Not My Fault, the OASD podcast is not popular. This is Helen and we're recording episode 159. This is Justin and yeah Helen, we got not too much to talk about compared to the last couple of weeks. Because we talked about because yeah. I had an unproductive Sunday and I still need to make um dinner for the week after this. Okay. <laughs> Gotta figure uh, out how to cook meatballs. Uh, Gotta figure out luck, how to make meatballs luck, first. Good, good, look. You, you won't, I don't think you'll have a challenge with that. I'm, I'm pretty sure you won't. Listen, Just, the grocery store was giving me free ground turkey, and I was like, I will take my free protein and figure out something to do with it. <laughs> have fun. Um, That's not always the plan of cooking, but... <laughs> Uh, well, then we'll just get right into it so Helen can go and start her I mean, uh, well, it's been a way. few weeks since we've had a little check-in, you know, a little talk about the queue, you know. What have you been doing, Justin? Because I know we've had to keep crossing out everything you've written down. You know, I you, you, I literally was thinking so much about all the other stuff. Like, oh, you're right. There's been other stuff I've been up to <laughs> over the past couple of weeks. Month, actually? I guess it's technically a month, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so since get... we did our fall preview sampling and then we did our summer wrap-up that was mostly a wrap-up since not everything had finished then because schedules have gotten real weird this year yeah yeah all right then i'll get right into it so uh starting with some jay novel club stuff i literally spent i think the last of september finishing up jk Harris, a sex worker in another world they had it on catch up so i ended up finishing this in summer and the first uh uh Version of uh, Jake Hart was so good, I got the uh, print version. Did not get summer. Um, and I'll explain a little why, but uh, obviously the premise, uh, main character Haru, I mean, right there, sex worker in the road, but it's not like, okay, yeah, sex worker, well, what's the story about that? Well, yep, still pretty tough, even as a sex worker. Um, still get treated like crap. There are times where they show that she's actually enjoying what she's doing, but then it's just other powers or other people that show up and just basically ruin her day or other people's day and there's a one tragic moment that happens later on in the in the in the book that's like oh that's not great and there's nothing anybody wants to do about it because that's just how it is especially for women uh, in this world um there's also one secret thing that happens involving haru that I'm, i can't really spoil because it's just part of the whole premise or one of the premises i guess um, but it features a lot of isekai tropes that um, you see in other stuff, but it kind of pokes fun at it almost relentlessly. Even as one of these main characters, um, Haru's not friend, but the person who got her killed, essentially, um, in the real world. Um, and then they ended up getting sent to the same world together. Um, he's basically the hero. He has his own interesting stuff or not interesting stuff, technically boring stuff happened to him elsewhere. But Haru just simply does not care. <laughs> she just does not care. Um, but yeah, harrowing, fun, interesting read. Summer is okay. It's just that they also spit more. Um, they spit more detail with other characters in the first book that involves the other hero, the other otherworlder, the other guy. Just kind of wished never actually spoke a word. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't anything I was like super uh, enthused about reading again. It was nice to get some stuff about Haru um, after the events of the first book, but other- otherwise, so it was it was fine. I think overall, definitely recommended. Um, it'll definitely make you think, and all that. It'll definitely make you think. Definitely make you uh, worry about all these char- some of these characters. 
especially in the brothel. Um, yeah, that's about all I can say about that. Um, Sing a bit of harmony. I'm going to be kind of quick about this. I enjoyed it. The start's kind of rough, <laughs> I would say. It's just so much you have to accept with this with this freaking robot who has a mysterious attachment to one of these main characters. He keeps saying her name, even says it in class. And like, stop, lady. I mean, sorry, stop. Stop, robot. Wait, stop. this one's about robots? I I haven't seen the movie Sing- yet, but I don't remember that being in the uh, Android, materials. Android. Uh, it's it's it's. No, no, it does all count as a robot. I just do not remember seeing this in the yeah, yeah, materials bas- at all. No, no, no. Basically, the whole premise involves uh, this robot who has to be sentenced. Who's she's basically part of a project. Uh, they're trying to test something out for a project. She's this um Wonder Man character's mother's. She's trying to trying to advance in her careers, but she's getting interrupted by men, and she's desperately trying to like get a promotion and everything, get that this could work, that this project could work. But this robot has to basically survive in school. Uh, she's likely not ready to survive in school yet, but she has a little bit of help from a couple of people, specifically her daughter. Um, but there's a big story involving the daughter and the robot. And it's pretty interesting. It just takes a while to get going. Um, and then just the, thir- the last sort of race when they just... <laughs> it's, I can't really like say anything about how it ended or anything like that. But um, fun, interesting, definitely pretty fun for the most part. But like I said, the start's kind of just like this girl's kind of this android's kind of intense. <laughs> um, that's all I'll say about that part. I did finally try Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, Helen. I mean the anime this time. I already read the manga. Yeah, I was having to double check. I was like, wait a minute, we've had this conversation. Um, did not last more than two episodes. I mean, I guess it was good that I went two episodes. Um, you're not gonna believe me when I say this. I could probably deal with the animation for the most part. It does look great. I won't, I'm not going to lie about that. That was not looking great. But the main character in this anime just feels so lethargic and unenthused for the first, like, two episodes that I watched. I'm just like, I'm trying to remember if he was like this in the manga. And I'm, I know he's, like, not likable for yeah, the most part. he's not likable in the start of the manga, but I would have said less lethargic and more grouchy, you know, yeah. which is some you know, amount of activity. Right. It just didn't come, the performance just didn't come off really well, which is unfortunate. I know, I think it was Junior Inoki, I think, he was voice, the voice actor. I had to double check. But the main case is, it, it didn't, it didn't come across as great. Like, maybe there was no direction. I don't know. Just, just no sound direction. Like, the sound director didn't catch anything or anything. Um, yeah, that it's was kind a of shame a shame that this is a bad adaptation or yeah. not a stellar one, especially since I will freely admit that the start of that series is the weakest part of it, it goes uphill from there. And I mean, weak both in terms of actually connecting with the characters, you know, getting into the story, the art. And so I was kind of excited, you know, of an anime adaptation. I was thinking, oh, okay, yeah, then they can sort of smooth those things out a little bit. But it sounds like just, nope. <laughs> well, and then my other issue is, believe it or not, the the music parts, it just, they don't, they're not timed very well. They're not Ooh. thrown in very well. Like, they just come at Apu times um there's one thing basic one too yeah it's it's very basic i don't know i just found it very annoying and i'm like am i gonna have to deal with this for a a couple more episodes and they said it's not obviously something that's very popular and there's just no point if i'm not gonna really enjoy it or even find some enjoyment there might be some stuff i'll just see like if like i I know crunch has been trying to like put stuff on youtube and they put something on youtube i might just give it a shot but of course you have to also deal with the fact that the the actual like action is not very good very good so um yeah i just said never mind yeah i remember when they were uh 
I've mentioned that recently their Twitter account has gotten a bit more active and just posting like semi-random clips of things, you know, from shows. It's very strange, but there was one where they were posting a clip of the dub from uh, Otherworld Pharmacy. But for some reason, they'd labeled it as like Biscuit Hammer. And so one of the dub actors who was in this oh, yeah, I think in the clip mistake. was like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. I didn't know I was cast in this show. Yeah, I think they yeah, <laughs> made a mistake. Yeah. And it was funny because it was that. a scene where like, it wasn't the best looking scene in Otherworld Fantasy, but I was like, but this probably still looks better than Biscuit Hammer. Mm, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a sad truth. That there was an awkward, awkwardly CGI door in the shot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I cannot really, excuse me, <clears throat> cannot really recommend the anime if you want to get the Biscuit Hammer of this one crazy, no, no, great, great crazy Okay, she's not crazy, but... Yeah, it's definitely crazy. Okay, fair like, enough. Like, we fair start enough. off with, like, our main heroine, quote-unquote, being like, yeah, I want, I don't want something else to destroy the world. I want to do it myself. And our main lead is like, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna let this biscuit, this really big hammer called the biscuit hammer destroy the earth. I specifically want to destroy the earth with my fist. Thank As you someone who's unfamiliar with the pillows, I am continuously not ever getting the reference for whatever the biscuit hammer is supposed to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not work. It doesn't work in anime form. Just check out the manga. Um, my final then thing that I can finally fi- say I finished, it's over. And then um, I will say when I watched episode ninety nine of Dragon Quest, the event, the adventure of die, and they got to the end credit, uh, the next episode preview, and then they didn't show any preview shots of the next episode. They just had the sword, and it was st- it's still shot, pulling, zooming out with the music. And I was like, oh no, it's getting to the end. Last ep- the last episode next week. Oh, I was getting sad. I was getting really sad. <laughs> Were you tearing up? Oh, no, 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 no tears. Were you no tearing tears. up in your heart? Okay, we can go with that. We can go with that. Because it's like, it's the end of, literally the end of a journey. Started with this kid in Dermot Island, die. Land full of monsters. Just thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the hero. They had no idea necessarily what the, actually being a hero entailed. He grows up. He learns a lot about himself. Finds out, oh, wait, I'm actually part of a legendary uh, sort of uh, people called the Dragon Knights. Uh, meets great reliable allies somehow and Pop who ends up somehow evolving I, I still don't necessarily like his development in the sense I don't know I just to start how he how he was at the start um, kind of well not necessarily use well kind of useless always kind of like like not courageous just likes to run away almost all the time just I don't know just start kind of annoying but he gets the as he evolves, like every almost any other shown protagonist have um. I saw how to pronounce it, ma'am, ma, ma, mom. That's how you kind of pronounce it. Um, the other characters, and there's a whole bunch of other characters. Some used to be enemies that then join Dai's side. Like I said, just a long journey, and then it finally ends where they have to finally face the Dark Lord, the Dark King Varn. Um, yeah, it was. Obviously, I had his shonen warts where just like, wait, where the heck did that come from out of nowhere? <laughs> Didn't you die like at the very first like episode, like not the first episode, like the very first like arc? What, how are you back here? <laughs> uh, so that's some of that. But and I'm curious how the manga handles stuff like this. But yeah, it had a kind of the, the ending was a little unfortunate. It, it was kind of almost open ended in a way because it kind of says, OK, it could potentially be more in the future. I guess like that's how it was in the manga, um, had that type of ending, but it did end, 
and I was so sad because that's like um weeks and week years actually. This started a uh, fall two years ago then. Yeah, fall twenty twenty. Yeah, fall twenty twenty. And then I was we were in got, a pandemic then. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, and then I um, mean, obviously got uh, pushed back due to the toy. Yeah, they had to delay due to the toy um, website hack. So that, there was some delays there, but then it all ended, and yeah. Felt empty when I realized this past Friday, no more die, unless they put the English dub up, which I don't know. Like, will, it, will Crunchyroll get the dub for this? I still remember we had that, kerf- um, not kerfuffle, but um, there was the uh, issue about the dub raid or something like that with this one of these studios, or they were saying like, I think it was like one of the um, union groups saying don't actually do a dub for this series. So that I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, I remember something like that. So I'm definitely curious as to uh, how this was dubbed and what if there was a mention. I know there were some tweets about this. Um, there were episodes available in the UK or something like that, some sort of some sort of player. Uh, but then obviously recently Toei announced that there will be an English dub soon. Not sure what format, but they just said digital platform. So does that mean it'll be on Crunchyroll? Uh, we'll just be on like a storefront? Don't know yet. But however it comes by, I will definitely be interested in watching it. Just to obviously relate the series again. Um, but then whenever, either way, like, memorable series, definitely go check out the manga. Lots of fun. A fun reboot. Fun reboot. Hey, Justin, Helen, are you guys going to talk about that other dubbing-related controversy? Oh, yes, we are, folks. Just hold on to your pants or skirts. (laughs) Whatever you're wearing. You know, just hold on to it. (laughs) So over the past couple of weeks, I managed to check out a couple of more fall titles that had caught my eye but I hadn't gotten to before we recorded last time. One of them was Management of a Novice Alchemist. And uh, yeah, I dropped that one after two episodes. It's weird. I don't think this one is based off of anything because it definitely felt like it was kind of... Was it? Light novel. It's a light novel. Well, the funny thing is is that that, to me, it felt like it was speedrunning the tutorial of a video game. (laughs) It was kind of funny. It was like they take the first episode and instead of, you know showing the character, you know, settling into a new place and maybe thinking back on how she got there. They decide that they need, like, a basically episode-long, like, history of how she got to that place. And it was just like, this is just too much, guys. You're not really making me connect to her. This just feels rather perfunctory. And even once we got to the second episode and she's settling into this new town where she's become their new alchemist, it kind of felt like, um, you've heard of those programs in Japan where they pay people to move out to the countryside to help, like, revitalize small failing towns it was kind of like that but as an alchemist <laughs> but even that didn't work for me she was just meeting a lot of characters at once who just had that real strong npc vibes you know you would like this is the blacksmith you know if this was a video game you'd be seeing him pretty often because you need to keep going to his shop and just none of it clicked with me it just needed some more polish i really wonder what the light novels were like now <laughs> Uh, not in a good sort of wonder. You know? <laughs> Let's see. And then I checked out another show, um, Eminence and Shadow. And yeah, no, this one's too edge lord for me. Like the basic premise of isekai and you make up like this dark criminal organization, you know, to fight against in your head, but you, but you like edge lord so hard it's actually real. Like that sounds like a very hilarious premise to me. Like I could see that, but just. No, just could not deal with the protagonist, just too edgelord for me. Like, if I was a younger person, I would be physically cringing throughout this whole thing. As an older person, I've, you know, learned to control my cringe response. So I was just watching awkwardly going, "Uh uh-huh, I'm just going to turn on my video games while this place and see if it catches my attention. 
also just the somewhat awkwardness of we've got a male protagonist and then like 12 girls all working under him and i was like oh those gender dynamics that's that is not aimed towards me someone who's not interested in the sexy ladies uh so no those were both misses for me wanted to like them then they just didn't and then i finally finished off the last show that had been keeping my funimation subscription around uh oh it rocket which is from like 2007 or so and uh that was great did you ever watch this one justin no Okay, this is wild. <laughs> like, the very basic premise of it is that Alien accidentally crash lands in Edo, um, what time period? Uh, not Taisho. It's a little before that since there's, I think the implication is that it's after the black ships have come, but it's still definitely not like, they don't have like electricity yet. But anyway, Alien crash lands, needs a way to get back to the moon, you know, to kind of reach like a base you know to get back to our people and so a rocket maker like fireworks maker is trying to build a rocket to get her back to the moon and that makes the show sound um, a lot more straightforward than it is it is just amazingly anachronistic like the characters will just pull out televisions when they need to show off a flashback <laughs> we have people getting turned into cats we've got dogs getting turned into people we've got like these weird like government operatives we've got a whole bunch of people who are really into fireworks it's all based off of a stage show somehow i have no fucking idea how a stage show went into a 26 episode anime but the characters will also reference this at times like hey that's not the line you had in the play yeah but we don't follow the play much anyway so just i highly recommend it if you want just some strange comedy i feel like i have not seen a comedy this dedicated to just being non-mainstream in a little while I was never someone who got really into stuff like um, XL Saga or stuff like that, but I think it's probably in that same vein where the absurdity is part of the humor. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I am definitely glad I watched it. Um, Funimation still has DVDs for sale, and I'll probably grab one of those, even though God knows what a DVD quality is going to look on my bigger TV these days. But you know, um, yes, recommended. It's silly, and that is part of the reason why I'm recommending it. You're just going to have to, like, hope that, <laughs> I don't know, like, they somehow, some way, Crunchyroll, now that now they they're going to eventually uh, port that over, at some point they'll just re-release it in Blu-ray quality. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> On the non-anime side of things, I've also finally started reading uh, the Murderbot um, series, and I have read four novellas in, like, four days, and I am very pleased. Murderbot is fun. Hmm. Sounds great. Sounds mm-hmm. great. It, it, it's like... If you took, like, Becky Chambers' uh, setting for a long way to a small, angry planet and then mashed it up with some of the technology in Anne Leckie's Ancillary Justice um, series, that's basically what you get. The covers even have Anne Leckie saying on it, I love Murderbot, which is the general sentiment. Our very grumpy, uh, semi-robot, semi-human construct who is just real socially really socially anxious and really just wants to get back to watching, like, their syndicated um, soap operas. But too many people keep trying to murder them or murder the people. So, you know, you, you got to take care of that. <laughs> murder bot good. I am very anxiously waiting for the library to get a copy of Volume 5 since I thought I had all the books, but I, don't, but I didn't. So now I need to wait for the library to get a copy for me to check out and keep reading. So if Justin doesn't hear from me for a few days later this week, that's why. Oops. <laughs> so you're no oops about it. You make it sound like I, did the, I didn't do this on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
enough about what we've done over the past couple of weeks. I know you. I know you've all missed it. But um, now time to move on to some of the uh, for news. For what the world happened. has done over the past few weeks, which has yes. been not great. Yeah. It never yeah. is great. It never is great. There's always just something. Um, we'll say no pandemic news this time. Or at least I don't think there was anything that stood out. If anybody died, we missed it. <laughs> so um, we'll just see next time. But yeah, we got some uh, news involving a 35-year-old game and anime composer, Hidekazu Tanaka. Maybe the last time we'll hear be. Uh, game maybe former game and anime composer who um i think it was a couple weeks yeah a couple weeks or this past this past week on monday he was charged of attempted forcible indecency which is a japanese legal term which includes sexual assault so the nhk reported that tanaka had allegedly uttered obscene words at a teenage girl and forcibly took her hand at a train station's bicycle parking area uh in Meguro um, ward uh back in august um, this was a person who worked at Monaka, did a couple of things uh, in the anime and gaming space for them, and they left the company at the end of July 2021. So, yeah, I'm going to say that that's obviously bad. <laughs> it's that, I, don't, I don't think I'm saying anything, anything different. Crap, you talking about this reminded me that there was actually a news article I forgot to mention that we didn't put in. The one about voice actor Takahiro Sakurai acknowledging that he's had a 10-year affair. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Affair. You're right. Um, <laughs> uh, according to uh, Bunshun, the affair was with a writer who was unaware of his marriage. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. It's like, I know that a lot of voice actors are pretty private, but I'm pretty sure I've seen like write-ups before that mention he's married. So, um, just... Folks, just don't have affairs. You know, talk to your partner, and if things aren't working, then you just divorce. You know, I mean, you got married, you can just get divorced. Hey, Tom Brady and Michelle Bunchin got divorced. It, 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 you can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly, I am the child of parents who got divorced, so I'm just like, it's an option. Just do it. You know, just don't be going on for having affairs for like ten fucking years. Yeah. And just okay. The article is saying the voice actor had been discreet about his marriage until last month, but you know. You, you better ask, be honest, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> From the ANN write-up. The newspaper, Bunshin, uh, added the writer was so shocked after finding out the soccer I was married that she had to be admitted to the emergency room and retired from the writing yeah, I heard it, yeah, afterward. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, I wow. saw that too. Yeah. Serious uh, stuff. Yeah, it's like, we underwear, it's like, divorce? Yeah, that's, that's as you, yeah, that's serious stuff. Just, that could, that's serious stuff. I don't know. Uh, on this podcast, we are just very pro-communication. Are we great at it? I am definitely not at times, but I am at least pro-communication. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, since we mentioned it earlier, um, so how about that bayonet vo- um, voiceover thing? So, th- this has been a developing story for a couple of weeks, so to get everybody up to date, uh, did we talk about this last episode or not? No, no. Nope. Okay, so definitely to get everyone up to date... Uh, Bayonetta voice actress Helena Taylor made a series of posts um, uh, starting a couple of weeks ago saying that she was not going to be voicing Bayonetta in the upcoming third game in the series. She was saying that they had only offered her like $4,000 for recording the whole game, which a lot of people were saying, yeah, that seems pretty low considering how much work she would need to put into it. You know, flagship character in the series, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there was a writer, of course, the name's not listed on the internet article I'm currently looking at, so... Um, From Bloomberg? The 
Yeah, I think it was the Jason Bloomberg. Schreier. Jason Schreier. Thank you. Um, he had um, written an article in Bloomberg saying that he wasn't so sure about those numbers. He was hearing some stuff from other sources that sounded like it may have been $4,000 a session with multiple sessions. And anyway, he was just saying, you know, this just feels a little off. And she did eventually um, come forward and say that actually she had been offered uh, $10,000. And then she had contacted Bayonetta creator um, uh, Hideki Kamina for an additional um, $5,000, uh, which would have brought it up to, or no, she'd, um, she'd contacted him asking for further compensation. So he offered her an additional $5,000. So that would have been $15,000 for um, all of her dubbing. And she still said no. Um, and then... And then, like, a year later, Platinum Games asked if she would do, you know, some short lines. It sounds like probably for a cameo and something else. And that was for $4,000. So, uh, uh, I don't know why she wanted to make a fuss on Twitter, because clearly the actual details of the situation came out quite quickly. Yeah, this is... Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I think somebody... I think I said when I, this was obviously going around and all this was happening. Somebody had stated that she mostly doesn't do like voice acting in general. She mostly does stage stuff. So it's like I, she's basically tanked her VA, VA career right here. She basically did that. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it actually tanked her stage career, I guess we'll soon find out. It's just the fact that she's basically put her out her, her views and stuff like that out there since then. And I can't imagine it's going to be very helpful in general. But then you take her part out of it. Worsley voice actors, not in a good situation. Cause... Yeah, since we've definitely been talking about this a lot lately with people trying to get uh, either union contracts or closer to union rates for voice acting. And one thing that does merit saying is that voice acting isn't something where you're typically working on it 40 hours a week. So when that's your situation, you're going to charge more for the hours you do work, you know, kind of to make it up so you can make a living wage. So that's part of the reason why you might look at some of these numbers and say, wow, that sounds so high. But you have to remember this is just a different scale of getting paid than you would for 40 hours a week. I honestly don't know how much in the grand scheme of things $15,000 would be for the work. I don't know how much time that would be. You know, I really don't know how it feels about that, but I do know that it feels real shitty that she was trying to, you know, get some clout on Twitter by purposefully misrepresenting it and telling people to boycott the game. And then she was saying, you know, you should donate your money to these charities. And one of them was like a, um, like a was anti-choice clinic in yeah. like Tennessee or something. Yeah, it was an anti-abortion. Yeah. yeah, anti-abortion clinic in Tennessee. You know, one of those pregnancy crisis centers things. The only crisis that you guys are lying at your asses, but. Yeah, um, I think the fact that the boycotting the game part. I think maybe should have raised some some concern only just because I think it did for some people, or at least I yeah. saw some people say it, it's one. Fact, well, I was concerned when she was saying boycott for just this, but yeah, I think and then um, I think also there was later on some were saying that she was also talking about the current uh, voice of um, Bayonetta Jen Hale, um, and I think there was like she didn't really praise her or say kind things as well. So just that whole thing was a little questionable. And then obviously, the thing is with the internet and with time, people investigate and they find new stuff. So it's like, you better be 100% sure you're accurate. And she was not even close. Mm-hmm. So now we just have to wonder what this is going to do. Because does anything happen? Okay, look, voice actors need to be paid. 
this is totally understandable. Now we have people, because of the situation, if any other situation this happens again, they're just going to bring up Helen Tanner and then just going to totally just devalue the whole conversation about whether VAs get paid. Well, how do we this. know this VA isn't lying about how much they were actually offered, you know? Right. Which is know. why you have to respect solidarity, folks. You have to remember sometimes that the shit you say affects other people, too. Right. But in this time of COVID, where we've seen plenty of people acting in ways that harm not only themselves, but other people, it's pretty clear that not everybody thinks that way. Yeah, assholes. <laughs> and if anyone wants to read up more on this, definitely recommending the ANN article or the Bloomberg articles on it, since I know that when we're talking about this many numbers, like in close succession like that, it gets a little hard to follow. Yeah. Sorry. It's yeah. Uh, conveying news in a pure, purely audio format is hard. Mm-hmm. And we're not professionals in this. We're not professionals. <laughs> not, not even close. Listen, I don't even have a good podcasting voice. We are definitely not professionals. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. Uh, I don't think the voice actor conversation will be going to entertain soon, but if there's anything new in general regarding that, we will try to discuss that on this episode, on this podcast. Um, now on to some other news that happened. Um, AI art. I feel like it's obviously been a thing over the past few months, but it suddenly took some sort of uh, notice. I feel like over maybe the past few weeks where I would just go on Twitter and just be people talking about AI art. And at least now um, in Japan, there's uh, new policies uh, around it. That's been um, new policies about AI art. So let's see. Anarcho uh, has a couple interest um, has a couple examples of it. But now let's see. This month, Japanese art content websites, Fanza, DL site, Skeb, and you can issue statements to users regarding their policies. AI generated art. So there's a decent amount of stuff. Uh, like Fanza is going to be blocking sales and submissions between October 7th and 10th that are believed to be AI generated. So it looks like, yeah, there's companies got to be doing a bunch of things to kind of like not to make sure AI doesn't get past their submission guidelines and stuff like that. So it looks like um, that's going to definitely monitor it even closely because what's, what's, you should be probably be drawing your own art, not just letting the AI create it. And then in our final bit of uh, news news, uh, the Demon Girl Next Door manga is going to go on a hiatus until next year due to, due to Izumi Ito's health, which definitely makes me kind of sad since I know that she's had to put this I believe it's a she I know that they've had to put this on hiatus a few times before because of their health issues and you know that that just makes you sad especially since part of the basic premise of Demon Girl Next Door is that Shamiko our main character used to be really sickly until she sort of awakened her demon powers and I've always wondered if some of that might have been a little bit of a self-insert on the author's part or maybe not even self-insert but you know projecting like oh i know how this feels god i wish i could awaken my demonic inner side and you know be healthy again right i definitely have those moments when i've got migraines and now for licenses so yep not too many this time Mm -hmm. for the most part (laughs) yeah we've had a couple of seven seas wonderful wednesdays so they are bringing over Tama Mizuki's Delinquent Daddy and Tender Teacher, Monkey Punch's Lupin the Third, uh, Thickest Thieves, the classic manga collection, uh, best pen name of the day, uh, Omu the Rices, uh, What He Doesn't Believe in Fate Says, What He Who Doesn't Believe in Fate Says, 
I wonder if that title makes any more sense in Japanese. In <laughs> um, yeah, I, should, I meant to check this out because it's funny. Seven Seas have the English cover ready to go, but I'm like, wow, that's kind of fast for something that's coming out in the middle of summer or something like that, or early summer, I think. <laughs> Interesting. And they're also going to be bringing over Ichi uh, Yukishiro's The Skull Dragon's uh, Precious Daughter. They're going to be bringing it out in print since J Novel Club has been putting this one out digitally, and this is a collaboration. Seven Seas will also be using uh, the translation J Novel Club has been uh it's very cute, and it's one of those, you know, uh, raising a child stories where I'm very sure it's not going to end like Bunny Drop because the parental figure is A, a dragon, B, dead, and C, a skull dragon. Skull uh, reanimated dragon. skeleton. You know, the, the daughter <laughs> just like, spent six months trying to reanimate him. <laughs> it's not presented as creepy. It's more just along the lines of, all right, I guess this is how we're doing it now. Yeah, I, it, I've been enjoying the series. Well, I will definitely be trying to pick it up in print. <laughs> it's definitely notable because it feels like it's been a while since there's been a partnership between Jane Novel Club and Seven Seas. Um, so that's uh, good to hear about this. And I, I also, I guess, this is also point out. Yes, if there's any digital titles that Jane Novel Club is uh, putting out, try to you can see now some other people can get the print licenses. So there you go. Look at that. Um, now on the our favorite people in the world, Tokyo Pop. Wait a minute. Um, so yeah, Tokyo Pop confirmed to ANN they licensed a whole bunch of titles. This is the part where I'm going to get into how I kind of handle Tokyo Pop's licenses. But first, let's get into what they did license. So Koa Omugi's Cutover Criteria, Keiichi Uikawa's A Complicated Omega's Second Love, Ebino Biske's My Dear Agent, Koikawa's uh, Ogi's Summer Break, Showa's Iberical Park, Loving Camellia, Morichigaya's Platinum Blood, Ari Hirao's If My Favorite Pop Idol Made It to the Budokan, I Would Die, Yuta Yagi's Why I Adopted My Husband, The True Story of a Gay Couple Seeking Legal Recognition in Japan, Soul Rise, At 30, I Realized I Had No Gender, Life Lessons from a 50-Year-Old After Two Decades of Self-Discovery, Tekarin's Delivery for You, Kyugyo's Acid Town, Yoshiki Tonagai's Dead Company, my for you, Futikas, we can't do just plain love. She's got a fetish. Her boss has low self-esteem. And Ichiko Yuno's Lullaby of the Dawn. So, um... So why is that last one underlined on the script? <laughs> Alright, so since you ask, this one's lined on the script because normally when Tokyo Pop has their Amazons, uh, their their books, they usually just show up on Amazon first. This title is not on Amazon. It was on Barnes & Noble instead. <laughs> um, my Amazon guess is... slacking. <laughs> No, my guess is that it's too early because this title is, uh, I saw it was going to be released in August, so they may just not have their solicitations up for August just yet. Um, uh, this could be for Amazon. Like they may not have, they may have certain titles um, for future dates. They may have already been in Amazon system that could be pushed back. But then if there's anything new, it's probably going to take a while to actually get in their system. So it's just not going to be ready just yet. But that's just me speculating on that part. Uh, I'll just say it's a possibility. But yes, um, in general, Tokyo Pop doesn't really always announce their own licenses for whatever reason. Maybe if they're at a convention, they'll announce, announce them. But they don't actually do anything traditional, like some press releases or anything like that. They just put this on Amazon and hope for the best. Yeah, um, I remember asking last podcast, hey, wait, where are the Tokyo Pop licenses? <laughs> and then we'd already seen them pop up on Amazon. You said, oh, we'll talk about them next time. <laughs> and then in this case, also, it was a good thing I waited because there were titles I didn't even find on Amazon. <laughs> 
You know, at this point, Justin, you need to just start being the one, you know, to email them <laughs> yourself for uh, information instead of waiting on ANN to n- n- notice and email them. If I cared about Tokyo Pup, I would. Ooh, ooh, okay. <laughs> um, but they did do some, uh, but yeah, that's just my general philosophy. Sometimes I will, especially if it's like a slow licensing week or something like that, and I just say, let me see if Tokyo Pup has anything new. I'll probably look at Amazon and say okay that's something new i'll post them but then it's just like you never actually know with tokyo pop like they may not even be on amazon maybe somewhere else so that's how it works but anyways um i will say they did and then i will say this they do license some interesting titles nowadays i i'm just trusting it's not disco stew sorry it's Stu levy um licensing dj milky dj milky i'm not i'm 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 he might be a little bit involved. I'm trusting that there's other people involved because these are some titles that are actually pretty interesting. Um, I think I saw somebody pointing out on Twitter that most of their licenses tend to come from publishers, which have very little presence in the English language manga market. So that's probably helping yes. them. Just clearly no one well, else is interested that's in our one stuff. Thing. So we might as well okay. go with this company. That is one thing. And I won't dispute that because I think there is definitely some truth. But then there's also the part where they're definitely... Um, putting like stuff that usually doesn't get like printed that that's an advantage like bl and sometimes some yuri stuff but they only got seven c's for the yuri part but then the bl part that I mean, definitely this prints a lot of their sublime stuff right yeah uh, not really oh, like okay. if you go back to like they just have like you have like what given uh matic i mean there's some stuff but i think toby was publishing more than them um Lol. so yeah, they they basically have a they basically see a market where it's obviously not it's underserved and definitely could use more like titles out of there like print titles of that. Um, that's their advantage. They're taking advantage of that. Um, the more interesting part is the fact that they're seem to be licensing stuff that's even longer. I didn't put this. We I, we talked about this. Um, uh, some podcast about Yoke, uh, the um, other uh, title from Lucifer Biscammer creator. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Sego that one's Yoku. like 17 volumes yeah, or something. Yeah, um, I meant to check if um, the Budokan one is that long. I don't think it's that long. If my favorite pop idol is that long. But um, yeah, this time they got some good, interesting titles. Oh, I, I'm not sure if my favorite pop idol is actually good. But I was in, I've been interested in checking out the anime at some point. So I'll see if I can do that before the manga comes out. But I'm at least interested in trying that. Um, the I think the the memoirs the the autobios are interesting mm-hmm, pickups, yeah. um, so yeah they got some good stuff. Um, it's just a case of will anybody give money to Tokyo Pop? Uh, I know some people definitely just won't. So it is what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny to hear all these manga licenses since it's always okay. Yeah, we're gonna bring out this title in like six months, which totally makes sense, you know, with printers and stuff like that. But it was kind of a funny contrast to the discotheque stream they, that they had last week where it's like, here's all the things you can order be, and that will be out before March. Um, not everything is going to be out before March, but I would say like a good like 90% of the things they announced will be. You know what's also funny? I'll just say this also. They may announce it at a certain point, but it may be like available early on right stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, God bless retailers who send stuff out early. But discotheque had a banger of a stream. Um, I was watching on um, Friend of the Podcast. Um, dawn of the anime nostalgia podcast and like little twitch stream on the side which was very fun there was a lot of screaming on the stream <laughs> um, both in the chat and from our um, streamers they are bringing over aim for the ace yes the um girls tennis anime from like the 70s um 
King of Braves Gal Gygar, uh, King of Braves Gal Gygar Final, Ultimate Muscle, or um, Kinikuman, um, Ultimate Muscle and also Kinikuman 2, um, the English subtitled release of Digimon Adventure. Uh, apparently those masters were at least not as bad as the English language ones to remaster. Uh, English subtitled release of Sonic X, um, Saint Tail, which is going to include the like 15 dubbed episodes that Tokyo Pop did back in the day. Ghost Stories, yes, including the ADV dub. <laughs> um, this is a North Star, Legend of the True Savior, and Legend of Rao, Chapter of Death and Love, which is going to be getting a dub with Sound Cadence, who are the folks who are also dubbing uh, Gunbuster. Uh, Mononoke, which also apparently had a dub, which I had never even heard about. They, they, just, they just find everything, don't they? <laughs> they make a, concur- a concerted effort to find everything, and God bless them for it. Honestly, it's kind of surprising they weren't the ones who found Saban Moon. But, um, yeah, I never realized that Mononoke had only gotten the DVD release before, not a Blu-ray one. Uh, they'll also be bringing over Tetsujin 28 Go FX, Treasure Island, which uh, apparently had some folks on Twitter saying, like, just days beforehand was never, ever going to get licensed. So. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and then some live-action series. Uh, the live-action movie version of Another, which people are probably more familiar with from the anime adaptation, although the original light novels have come out in English as well. Uh, Sino Sono's live-action Suicide Club film and the 1973 live-action Golgo 13 film. And very ti- um, with very good timing, I don't know if they planned this or not, but they're going to be bringing over Kamen Rider Black, which obviously is part of their Tokusatsu line. And I say it's a good timing for them since there's like a new like reworking of the series called Common Rider Black Sun, which just started streaming on Amazon Prime that you can actually watch in English for once. So that's, um, uh, the Toku fans I follow on Twitter have been very happy this past week with good reason. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of watch it. Unfortunately this time, the, the stream was working. Um, yeah, I think of these titles, I definitely want to get Aim for the Ace just because, oh my god, it's coming out, I gotta get a copy of it before it goes away. And I'll probably also grab Saint Tail since that one sounds kind of interesting. And, you know, if, if you buy their shoujo, they might put out more shoujo, and I am in favor of this idea. I, I definitely have a list of shoujo titles that I would like Disco Tech to license, and a second copy of the list in case you throw that first one in the trash. Um... Yeah, uh, I think the only one I'm most interested in, it, Amy Ace is interesting. Uh, I'm not sure I would actually want to buy it, though, but maybe stream it. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll see what they do with that. Um, Are you going to get the Sonic? No. Um, I don't think, I, and also, it's unfortunate they'll put the sub, they couldn't release the sub and dub version. They can put the sub and dub version of Digimon Adventure in 1. Just is what it is. They have to put it separately. Um, I probably yeah, and they go said they're going to try and make the logos look pretty different, just so people don't accidentally pick up the wrong one. At, right, like, yeah, they kind of have to target yeah. or whatever. Yeah, uh, I think I'm kind of done with ghost stories. I mean, I haven't really. You watch it once, and you're kind of done with it. <laughs> I mean, I I do want to watch it at some point again, just because I mean, I remember that being like one of those, especially in Anime Club, <laughs> we were always <laughs> yes. we show that at some point. But um, I may have been mocking Edge Lords earlier, but we all had. At least an edge lord adjacent period in our lives. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely know people will be happy about a couple of these titles. So it's obviously good for everybody involved. Yeah, there was, like I said, it, it was a good stream. There was so much screaming. <laughs> I was glad I was not wearing headphones. <laughs> so, all right. 
Get over with some streaming news that occurred. Um, so, hot on the heels of late back camp. Getting us season three. Let's go. Uh, the movie will be streaming. I mean, will be first available uh, or will be screening on, at Anime New York City. Um, it will, will Justin and I have time to see this? No. Who knows? <laughs> no, no. I can already state. It's happening, I think, on a Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm already going to be booked. <laughs> it's, I, 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 there's already going to be stuff happening on that Friday. So, it's not happening. Um, even if they like say, "Hey, we need like press to like watch this movie and stuff like that," I'm just saying no. <laughs> just I mean, they're there making already. even press sign up for everything they want to go to, so it's like, well, we'll know our schedules pretty soon. But yeah, um, but yeah, but I, it's eventually gonna be on Crunchyroll. Don't know when, but I, I would see maybe November after, maybe oh, probably December. Uh, but yes, we only get to watch that. Uh, they're also going to, uh, Crunchyroll's also going to be stre- um, streaming the quintessential Quintuplets film in theaters, sub and dub. It's coming in a number of regions, so not listen to all of them, but it's going to happen in some places this year, some next year. For North America, it'll be December the 2nd. And uh, we mentioned last time that uh, Play It Cool Guys was something that I think Justin was interested in, but wasn't streaming. Uh, like basically the next day, uh, uh, Crunchyroll announced that they are streaming. L- it, so. Literally, yeah, literally like the next day or something like that, they announced it. I'm like, you, how could you do this to me? Why? Well, I guess this is a good example of licenses sometimes take a while to get done. There you go. <laughs> and uh, High Dive is going to be streaming uh, Lupin Zero uh, in December. I know that one's also getting a special early look at Anime NYC, but I don't even know when that one's on the schedule. I'd have to check again. It's not a big schedule, but I keep forgetting what's on there. And then finally, uh, the e- Eva um, 3.0 plus 1.01 film is going to scream on stream, no, screen in select IMAX theaters on November 30th ahead of its December premieres. So, um, man, Eva on IMAX, that, that will be an experience. Not an experience I will be partaking in, but man, <laughs> it sounds like an experience. <laughs> All right. Time to get into some weird news. Um, the campfire cooking in another world. My absurd skills getting an anime this January, Helen. I feel like from we've Mappa. so many recent announcements that like coming this January. And yeah, like, that's three months away, folks. Like, yeah, and I'm just like, y'all doing all right? No, I, I don't need. Look, it, it's, please signal if you need like some sort of rescue from the studio. And, and just when I thought there's not going to be much for January, I, I think I may have. Said no, no, this you game. said last time that January. Was no, 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 no. Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. I think I may have thought maybe back in August or something like that. I'm thinking, okay, January's going to be kind of chill. Usually winter. It's mostly kind of chill this summer. So maybe some stuff. Very interest. last podcast All episode, sudden, though, you, you would change yes, exactly. your mind at that point. And all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, there's so much stuff. And now I got one more because I've been reading the manga for Campfire Cooking. So I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to get, check that out. And then from MAPPA, MAPPA's doing this. Please, MAPPA, stop doing this to your workers. Please. How can you do this? MAPPA um, cuts out the lines but, about, but, about but, unions and Chainsaw Man because they don't want their workers looking up what a union is. <laughs> but, um... Okay, but still, well, okay, but what makes it weird though? Can, 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 can you give any guesses, Helen? The fact that there are multiple stories along these same lines, and I'm trying to remember if I've read this one or not. Uh, cooking isekai. Yeah. You get, what the? Um, I know Jay Malcolm is putting out something like that. But yeah, I, I can't remember what. I think Jay Malcolm puts out this one a, and the other one. That I can't. Yeah, think the sweet. Of right yeah, the sweet. It's a sweet. Uh, something sweet. Sweet reincarnation or something like that. I don't know, but, like, cooking isekai is most definitely a thing right now. Like, that is not the unusual part. <laughs> okay, but I guess for anime it's been a while, right? 
I have been reading so many things on Tapas recently. There are so many like subgenres of isekai, which I have not seen crop up in anime or manga much at all, and mm-hmm. but are like fully flourishing in other parts of the internet. It's kind right. of funny. Right. But but okay. But okay. But that's not what makes it weird, though. Come on. I, I, I'll give you one more guess, Ellen. No, I, I refuse to keep guessing. You 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 just say it. All right. Fine. So this is actually Mappa's first isekai title, which Ooh. sounds right, right? There's also yeah. I, they've I, done so many titles and not a single isekai before. You're gonna be surprised about this one. Then this is the first light novel title. Really? I know. I had to go. I had to double check. I go to Wikipedia. This light is just novel. like when people were saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, boy coming is <laughs> yes, Pierre works, works yeah. first manga title." That, I was like, really? <laughs> and that's why it's in the weird news section, Helen. Exactly why? Because I was like, seriously. <laughs> uh, but then again, we know Map has kind of changed from when it started. But then you still like. But they've uh, been changed for a while now. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, it is still, I guess, even then, they can't avoid the isekai. <laughs> they cannot avoid it. it. It is just a thing that's happening in this industry. So embrace it uh, with cooking. At least that's um, more interesting, right? <laughs> Making uh, big doggies and a slime eat food. All right. So the BL series 10 Count is going to be getting an anime film, which is notable since the anime was announced back in 2018. And there was a teaser stating that it was going to air in 2020. That teaser's now been uh, removed. And then it got postponed as the staff reconsidered the series' um, development format. So, sounds like this one's been stuck in um, pre-production hell for a while. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like they realize, you know what? We might want to try to... If we want to do an episode, we need certain episode counts. We may not fit it or... We may not need certain stuff. They were probably debating all this stuff, and then they realized this is not going to work for TV. It's just not. I mean, yeah, it's probably not going to work. So they say, yeah, let's try to do a film at some point. So, yeah. Um, at least it's out of pre-production. They could actually announce it, and let's hope they don't have to <laughs> delay it or, or postpone it any more than this, right? Mm-hmm. Else, uh, they'll wind up in this weird news section once again. <laughs> um. So yeah, if you thought that the uh, Olympic bribery scandal involved Katakawa was over, it's not over. But I guess this time it's not involving Katakawa. This time, ADK Holdings president has now been arrested. And this complete scandal that's just obviously continues to evolve each, almost every other week or something like that. Because we're talking about something new. So Togo so po- many people were involved in bribery yes! for an Olympics that was not very popular. Yeah, it's like, what the heck? So Tokyo police served an arrest warrant to advertising firm ADK Holdings President Shinichi Ueno on Wednesday on suspicion of bribing former Tokyo Olympics Committee member with 47 million yen. That's a lot of money for this. Isn't uh, that like just $470,000? That's still a lot of money. That's not even half a million. With this inflation today, Justin, that's not even a big bribe. Look, I just look at that type of, that salary, that money, I'm just like, that's still a lot. So what it, I mean, it admittedly, if I was given that kind of bribe, you know, I would consider taking it See, and then not doing anything about incredible, it. Incredible. Incredible. Just incredible. Is it but, a bribe yes. if you take the money and then do not act <laughs> upon it? That is a question I have for the courts. So, yes. They, ha- they, they also, I think, raided another company. The police raided the headquarters of a toy merchandise company, Sun Arrow. I'm just reading this now. <laughs> Noticing this is here. What is happening? What, I what? know we talked about some people last time. Are you sure these aren't the people we talked about last time? This is not. We we, we last about Katakawa last time. This is t- 
two toilet. No, I thought Katakawa was two times ago. No, no, it was two times ago in Katakawa. Now we're all in the two different companies this time. <laughs> and at this rate, I won't be surprised to get another company in two weeks. Two weeks from now. How many companies in Japan could try to bribe one Olympic committee? Let's find out. It's just. I my, the mind is boggled, but hey, look, it makes a good story, and also we get put in weird news. Win win for us, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And then in our final bit of weird news, that is very seasonally appropriate, as tomorrow is Halloween. I am doing absolutely nothing for it except maybe wearing something vaguely costuming costuming to work. Only vaguely though. Who knows if they'll have me climbing on top of cabinets again tomorrow. Um, the Simpsons uh, Treehouse of Horror special this year involves Lisa finding the Death Tome. And um, yes, it's a Death Note parody. And it's not even the first time The Simpsons have done a Death Note parody. In one of their Treehouse of Horror comics back in 2008, they'd had a Death Note comedy. So um, I guess that one still has cultural resonance. Yeah, Death Note's still I, pretty popular. <laughs> I feel like people don't talk about Death Note as much these days, but I feel like that's only because it's been like three years since we've gotten one of those, a parent has found a Death Note in this child's backpack at school. Right, right. Um, news stories. Admittedly, we have spent a lot of those past couple of years um, not in schools, and that could be why. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, no, Death Note's still pretty popular. I mean, they're still doing a live action of it, or at least Netflix is still going to try, so it's like, there, there's definitely still people that want to tap that well. Oh, and not surprised, oh, th- and there was a Viz released the uh, Death Note short stories, um, I think earlier this year. So, I mean, yeah, it's still popular. <laughs> it's, it's still it's still a thing. <laughs> um, and now it's uh, Van the Simpsons in animated form. It looks good. I won't say. I'm not gonna lie. They they, they had some clips. It looks pretty good. Uh, definitely, will you be checking out the full special then? I would have to. Uh, uh, I think it shows up at eight o'clock. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it though. I'll somebody will put it up on YouTube and I'll watch it probably then. <laughs> I mean that counts. I just don't know if it'll be today. Maybe on Halloween. Get in the mood. I don't know. Uh, but I'm pretty sure somebody will, will 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 put it on Twitter, and I'll see the the prominent clips from the episode. So that'll work for me. Twitter is like that, you know. Just every single week, I wake up on Sunday morning, and I already know the entire plot of G Witch. <laughs> Good thing I do not actually do that to myself. <laughs> I'm not even trying to either. I'm just scrolling around, you know, trying to find my cute cat pictures, and bam, it's like, okay, here's this what is why like. this is why I have lists built, Helen. This is why I have built. This is why I have lists. I have private lists where I just say, okay, got my timeline here, got my fire emblem stuff here, <laughs> I got the sports here. There you go. Just do that, Helen. Join yeah. me in making lists. I mean, I, f- I follow over 600 people at this point, so it would take so much time to make lists. Look, look, you can, it won't take as much time as you think. And then if you, Justin, even if you I take like free time. 30 I, or 40, I'm too, I'm you don't have to also distracted. do it in a day. It could be like during the week or a couple days. It doesn't have to be immediate. Just throwing it out there, Helen. Just just, just free advice, Helen. Well, not really free, but but just advice, Wait, Helen. you're going to charge me for this? I, <laughs> anyways, let's end the podcast right now. <laughs> you got you to move on yeah, to... Yeah, before my bill, if Justin gets even higher. <laughs> you can, uh, find, can find the Yoshi Podcast, App Podcast, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify. You can subscribe to us on the RSS or subscribe by email. You can find the OSG on Twitter at the OSG. You can get us for reviews, futures. You may... I mean, it's already going to be too late by the time this podcast goes up. You may have seen some sort of Halloween gimmick that's some Yeah, Justin, are you good, my, sure you're good to edit all of these posts tonight? <laughs> so, some some sort of gimmicky 
thing I'm going to try on Halloween. We'll see if it actually works. If it doesn't, you just yell at me or something like that. Maybe on the comments or on my Twitter, at coming on to me, maybe still tweeting about Fire Emblem stuff. He says maybe as if he'll ever stop. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Wandering Dreamer, and you can find the other podcast I co-host, at Mong in Your Ears. We're kind of winding down for the year right now. You know, we're just getting busy. We've got all sorts of, you know, visits and cons and stuff to schedule around. But we've still got a couple more episodes out before the end of the year. Uh, we're definitely going to do our favorite manga of 2022. So if anyone has their lists of their favorite manga of the past year, you can just send them to us um, at Manga in Your Ears on Twitter and we will read them out. Do I expect to get any lists? Nah, but I will definitely read any out if we get them. Until next time then, folks. See ya. See everybody later. Now pay. I'm charging you. Give, give me some money.